the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the message entitled, Divorce Pandemic. Pastor Draper will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Malachi, chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. You may ask the question, what if I divorced on non-biblical grounds before I was saved? I didn't know no better. I was lost. I was just as lost. I had a pastor. I didn't know. I was lost. But I divorced on number of grounds. I didn't know all this stuff about Jesus. What do I do? Well, if you divorce on non-biblical grounds before you were saved, at conversion, God gives you a new slate to begin your new life in Christ. All past sins have been washed away by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The believer is responsible for living up to what God has revealed about marriage and divorce from the point of his or her salvation. From the point, so if you divorced on non-biblical grounds before you were saved and, uh, and you didn't know better, uh, you, uh, uh, there's sufficiency in the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5:17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, old things are what? Passed away, behold, all things are become new. So from this point on, you live in accord with Scripture. God has done all that away with, and you are forgiven because when you confess and turn to God, then uh, he gives you a new slate, and he doesn't hold that against you, even though you divorced on non-biblical grounds prior to salvation. Okay? Did you get that? Okay. Now let's transition. Uh, let's look at it from another angle. You see, you got a whole lot of angles. <laughs> Thank God for angles. I'm trying to help you. Um, you may ask the question, what if I divorced on non-biblical grounds after salvation? That's a big question, isn't it? What if I divorced? I'm married now. That's, I didn't know all this. Maybe I didn't want to know all this. I don't know. But, uh, but what if I divorced on non-biblical ground uh, as a Christian after salvation. Let me help you with that. Here's what you do. Repent of divorcing on non-biblical grounds. Genuinely confess the sin of divorcing on non-biblical grounds. Then remain faithful in the marriage you are in. You cannot undo your past. The grace of God is operative at the point of repentance. Therefore, you are free to enjoy your relationship in Christ with your mate. Okay? Okay, so at the point, you, when you find out better, you know what the truth says, Lord, I see what the word is saying, and I see what I have done, and you just say, Lord, I repent of this, because after all, every day we ought to get up confessing our sins. 
Job did it. All of us. All have sinned and come short of God. So we all ought to be confessed. So confess it. Make sure you're right with God. You don't want any hindrances. Uh, you want to be clean before God so God can bless your marriage and take it to new heights unknown to do more than you can ever ask or think. Listen, God, if it takes my repenting to get right with you and for my marriage to, to flourish, listen, just to be saved, honey, let's go down and pray and just pray and repent and, and, and make a new start again. Make a new start again. Repent. You cannot undo your past. The grace of God is operative at the point of repentance. Therefore, you are free to enjoy your relationship in Christ with your mate. Now, I'm going to transition. Allow me to share some words of wisdom regarding separation. Because some of you are Christians and you're not divorced, but you're separated. And I'm talking to radio, I'm talking to a lot of folk 150 miles out or so. I was up in comfortable. This I heard your message. You know, this goes a lot of different places. So I don't know who's listening to this message. But, but allow me to share some words of wisdom regarding separation for those who are believers. Let me share this with you. A, even when there are biblical grounds for divorce, I never tell anyone to get a divorce. That decision will have to be made between you and the Lord. I have people come to my office, and I see some things that are not right, and I hear things, and it's against Scripture that the spouse has done. But I say, you know what, based on what, what, I, what I said and I, what a person's name is, I, I don't ever tell a person, well, you know what, you should get a divorce. I have never in all my pastorate told somebody to go and get a divorce. And you, you look at the Scripture, you can, you can see the Scripture, the Holy Spirit is in you, the, word of, the Spirit of God will direct you, I am not your God, and I am not your judge. So I tell them, you look at the Scripture in light of your situation, let the Holy Spirit lead you, and then you govern yourself accordingly. But the flip side of that, I've had persons come to my office, and after hearing them in, in premarital counsel, I have sensed without a doubt that they should not be married. And I highly recommend that they do not get married. And you know what? I am batting a thousand. Everybody that I have highly recommend that should not get married and went on and got married, they came back in my office crying, saying, why did I not listen to you? Only to end up in divorce again. Listen, you never win going against the authority of the Word of God. Never win. But when you surrender and you, and you rest on the Word of God and you anchor in the Word of God, you get blessed. And I tell people, now listen. I tell them, I say, now listen. This is the Bible. I'm God's preacher. And don't, don't come in here for me to endorse your sin. Don't, don't come in here with your mind already made up what you want to do. You don't need my counsel. Just go do what you want to do. And when people got their mind made up and going to strut out like a peacock and do what they want to do, listen, I, God did not tell me to make anybody do anything. You are as grown as you're going to be. God has called me to preach and herald and expound and exegete the word of God Get your blood off my hands so I won't get your whipping. 
and let God be God. Amen? B. In some cases, for believers, separate it. In some cases, separation can be an alternative prior to divorce as a last resort toward reconciliation. Sometimes man, that man is just AWOL and she doesn't want a divorce or he don't want a divorce. And, and sometimes there needs to be separation in hopes of the sinning partner or the crazy partner, whoever they're doing, that they would come to their senses since they are no longer in the house. And, you know, I said this the first service. The Spirit leave me to say it again. I have it written. Some of y'all are separated in your house and not out of the house. You get mad at your spouse and you put him out on the couch. Or you put him in the, y'all get mad at one another, doesn't go sleep in the other bedroom. You know, a long time ago, you didn't have that choice. The house was so small. Amen. So full of children. You got mad at somebody, you're going to have to lay all over children. You didn't have that luxury. Now you got these big 5,000, 6,000 square foot homes. You can choose your bedroom you want to camp out in. So some of y'all, you, you separated in the house. Now listen, what sense does that make? Time you have a spat or something. Who in here have not had a disagreement since you've been married? Don't, I know, you better put your hand down until you come up to the altar. You're going to have a disagreement. You're both male and female. The mere fact that we are, you're male and female, man, that's a world of difference right there. You come from two different backgrounds. Two different families, you know, yeah. and, and, and or, or maybe you're just spiritually immature. When you're spiritually immature, you have more disagreements, and hopefully, mature you get, the disagreements begin to wane. But even in maturity, there are still disagreements because nobody's gonna see a hundred percent on everything all the time. That's that's heaven. So, so. So, um, so stop having spat. One of y'all running to the couch or running to the other bedroom. That's not going to solve nothing. You're being spiritually immature. Stay in that same room. Amen. When y'all, before you got married, y'all were all under each other. Couldn't turn the car wheel. Now you're putting folk out on the couch. Putting folk out on the couch. See. See, for Christians, we're talking about Christians who are separated. It would be wise to abstain from sexual intimacy with your spouse or anyone else during periods of separation. A marriage is not built solely on sex. Don't expect to have peace, P-E-A-C-E, by giving up a peace. P-I-E-C-E. Oh, if I just let him come in and have a little bit, maybe it'll work out. No, starve him. <laughs> Listen, if, if he ain't acting right, or she ain't acting right, man, this is even worse for a man, because man, when a man... She, he put her out and she come back, honey. Boy, you know how men are. Men are always ready. And that takes a great sense of discipline. Uh, but most of the time, when a woman is putting a man out, and these are Christians, 
Then if you, he knocking on the door, you say, well, you come on in. And you they do your business and let him back out. Why should he change? He getting everything he want and still living out there like he want. Look how quiet it's getting. Amen. I mean, uh, sex doesn't define your marriage. Love, commitment defines your marriage. D. Somebody said, hurry up and go to D. (laughs) God help me. Before allowing your spouse to come back home, your Christian spouse to come back home, it will be wise to set up some prerequisites before he come back in that house or she comes back in that house. Number one, the first prerequisite is Christian counseling. So you know what? We got to start this business all over. And if you're serious about getting things right, let's start going to Christian counseling together. That's a good criteria. Uh, number two, making sure your spouse is being nurtured spiritually. So before you can come back, you got to start going to Sunday school with me and Bible study. We got to start sitting together in church, learning the word of God, and then talking about it. We're going to start dating all over again. We're going to date just like we used to date. And then when we get it right, it's going to be a beautiful reentry. You need to be able to observe some visible changes that brings you a sense of peace regarding the relationship before allowing your spouse to come back in that house. It needs to be a criteria. Not just what they say, but what they do. Because the ultimate goal is restoration. The ultimate goal is reconciliation. And God will, if we let go ourselves and let God be God in our relationships. E, never date a person who is separated and not yet divorced because you are running interference on the possibility of reconciliation of that person back to his spouse. That's big. You date him, well, I'm going to get married. We're going to... We going to the court, divorce court. In three months, we have it settled. Wait a minute, what you mean? You mean tell me? You married, messing around, flirting? He's married, talking about getting a divorce, and you liking him, going out with him? He's a married man planning a divorce? How you know God is not about to do something and interrupt that process and work a miracle? And bring that husband and wife back together again. And here you are flirting out with that man that ain't even divorced yet. Get out of, the, get out of his way. Because God, God wants restoration. And you are in the rest. You are a hindrance to the process. Amen? F. For those of you who have just gone through a divorce... Don't be so quick to enter into another relationship. Oh, I got to have me a man. Oh, I got to have me a woman. Wait a minute. For those of you who have just gone through a divorce, don't be so quick to enter into another relationship. It takes time for you to be healed. It takes time uh, for you to be restored to fullness and wellness. If you get Involved in another relationship too soon, you may find yourself bringing old baggage into a new relationship 
and, and find yourself faced with the possibility of another divorce. You divorce one week, three months later, you already married. I found her. You didn't find her. Oh, God said, stop lying on God. Be patient. Listen to this. Remarriage does not guarantee there will not be another divorce. Now, you talking about you, oh, I can't wait to get remarried. Oh, oh, I just can't wait. God's going to send me somebody this time. Oh, he's shown up, going to send me. Oh, I just can't. I'm trust. Wait a minute. When you get him or her, him or her, you're going to find out they're still a sinner. You're going to find out they ain't perfect. You're going to find out the real, the real deal after you say I do. Anybody can give you candy and roses before and put up a good front, but you don't see the reality of who folk really are until six months afterwards. Somebody six months, sometimes one day. <laughs> you don't know what you got. I, I tell folk all the time, if you're dating, watch how you talk to your, your fiancés and all these folk. Watch out. Don't start screaming and hollering at each other before you get married. If you start that now, when you get married, you teaching him how to holler at you. You hollering at him, he hollering, you ain't even married. And man, if he hollering, y'all hollering at each other now. What you going to do after you say I do? Wait a minute, you're not going to holler. You ain't screaming. We're going to talk intelligently. You better listen from this man that's been married be 29 years in February to the same woman. Some of y'all ain't been married a day, a week. Think you know what you're doing. And let me tell you something. If you ain't praying with your, your fiancé before he gets married or she gets married, listen, it gets difficult to pray afterwards. You ought to be involved in spiritual activity prior to leading him to. It, marriage is not a cakewalk. How many of y'all know marriage is not easy? Ain't no cakewalk. They, just because folk not telling you their problem don't mean they don't have any. Oh, how you doing? We fine. Everybody ain't fine. They get to that house, they tan up each other. Hitting them with the Bible. Y'all better listen to this bald-headed black preacher. Remarriage does not guarantee there will not be another divorce. Did you know that 80% of second marriages fail? 85% of third marriages fail? And 90% of fourth marriages fail? Therefore, be patient. Some of y'all write that down. Let me give it back. Let me give it to you again. I want to make sure you hear that. Remarriage does not guarantee there will not be another divorce. Did you know that 80% of second marriages fail? 85% of third marriages fail, and 90% of fourth marriages fail. So if you're having problems in your existing relationship, my friend, my friend, be patient. You know what you got, but you don't know what you're getting. Satan always deceives you. If I can just get out of this and it's going to be all right. And some of y'all get out of the skillet and get into the frying pan. Last but not the least, gee, I'll stop because this is all you can handle for now. <laughs> gee, should your spouse 
fall into sin, adultery, whatever it is, and is genuinely repentant and don't do it anymore, don't be so quick to throw your marriage away. Give God room to work. If your spouse repents and remains faithful from that point on, praise God and be willing to forgive that man or that your husband or your wife. With God's help, your marriage can survive any sin. And, and once he's living right or she's living right and they're going in the right direction, when you have a future uh, spat, don't bring up the old failure from his sin in that argument and hang that as a weight over him or her, as if you've been holy all your life. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. Forgive him. Forgive her. Help them. Matter of fact, sometimes, now don't go out there looking to fall. After a fall, you have a better spouse. Sometimes. Now don't, don't you go, I better fall, so I, I'm going to try it, so I fall. I'd be better. No, I ain't saying that. But sometimes after a fail, it's humiliation, it's shame. And how could I have been so stupid? How could I, you know, I, 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 how could I? And usually when God has greatly broken a man or woman, it's when God can do his best work with that broken person. Person ain't never fail, ain't got it all together all the time. Them the ones you have the biggest problems with. They become Pharisaic. Because I ain't never fail. How could you do that? And, and, you, and then you are worse than the person that failed because you are steeped in your pride. Yeah. Yeah. I close with this verse. And we'll take up next week. Hosea 3 and 1. We, everybody turn there. Hosea, minor prophet, 3 and 1. Use your table of content. Use with tabs, whatever you got. Hosea chapter 3, verse 1. That was a powerful verse. I want to close with. Are y'all listening? Have you, when you find it, say amen. amen. Then the Lord said to me, speaking to Hosea, go again. Underline that. Y'all would, y'all run, go again, which means she fell before. Go again. Go again. Love a woman who is loved by a lover and is committing adultery. Just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans. God told Hosea, look, go back and get your wife. Go again, go get her. She messed up on you. Go again. Get her. And that was a picture. That's illustrative of, of, of God who is the husband and Israel, the wife, and, and God chose Israel from all the pagan nations around and picked her out to be his treasured possession. He emancipated her from, from the house of Pharaoh. He opened the Red Sea for his, for his bride, and she crossed over on dry ground. 
He allowed a pillar of cloud by day to keep the desert heat off her head and a pillar of fire by night to warm her from the chilly nights. He rained down fire. He rained down rather manner from heaven so she could eat. He was a good, gracious husband. But Israel, his beloved, the apple of his eye, forsook the God of glory and went a-whoring after other gods as the wife of Hosea went a-whoring in adultery. She said, go again, get her back. And Israel has been set aside temporarily today. But in the end times, God's going to come back during the time of tribulation. He's not through with Israel. He's going to come back and he's going to deal with the Jews. She's in a timeout chair now. But he's going to take out of the timeout chair and he's going to deal with her. And you know what? God, the same God who forgave Israel and gave her divine privileges, is the same God who forgave you. And why can't you forgive those who have failed you? I'm not talking about that unrepentant person who ain't serious, who's just playing games. I ain't going there. Pastor, do I have to live in a stupid seat? No. Do I have to be the carpenter, doormat, and all that? No. You know when genuine repentance has transpired. You'll be able to see it, and the Holy Spirit will make you know. And all God's children said, As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.